Hello and welcome back to the IMCA Annual Conference here in San Diego, 2017. And one of our speakers at the conference is Michael Kitsis. Michael writes an e-newsletter, the Kitsis Report, and a blog with a very interesting name, Nerd's Eye View. Michael, you write about uh, financial planning strategies and practice management ideas. You've authored several books. And today you are speaking here at the conference, Cutting Edge Tax Planning Developments and Strategies. So what are you telling the attendees here? So the hot buzz in the world of tax planning right now is is all of this looming tax reform that's being proposed from President Trump and the and the GOP, and and just trying to figure out what we actually want to do with that. Tax law changes in general are, are one of those times where we get a lot of opportunity to plan and engage in changes and figure out what are we going to do to kind of time the system between where we are today and where it might be going to, which of course is a, a little bit of a moving target right now because we're, we're really not quite sure exactly what tax reform is going to shape up to be. But the the general template of it is is usually pretty typical when we look what happens historically. Uh, we, we tend to get fewer black brackets. You kind of simplify the number of brackets. We've had seven tax brackets for the past couple of years. We've probably come to down to three. We tend to simplify the deductions. Uh, lots of proposals from both President Trump and the Republicans about simplifying the nature of deductions. So rather than itemizing out all the little deductions, we might just get one big standard deduction that covers most people unless you really have lots and lots of deductions. But the interesting change that happens with that is the proposal we're actually seeing is that tax rates may come down. And I find it's a little counterintuitive for some folks who have said, well, we've got deficits and I'm really concerned that tax rates might rise, that what we're seeing is the formula for tax reform is we may lose more in deductions than we get in savings from rates, but the rates could come down. And that that really changes the nature of how we do a lot of tax planning. You know, it's interesting. Uh, we had uh, uh, Fred Reich on a little earlier, the, the ERISA attorney, and he was talking about Tax Reform Act 86. And he said, everybody always uh, says with Reagan, you know, well, tax rates came down. He said, yeah, but taxes typically went up because they did away with all of these deductions. Uh, we did away deductions. with an immense number of deductions and tax shelters. That was kind of the era of tax shelters. The The top tax rate was 70%, but no, no one paid 70%. And, and that was actually part of why we had the reform in 1986 was – we had all these high rates, but then no one actually paid them. And at some point, you say that this is kind of getting absurd. Let's just let's just simplify the darn thing. And so it's not necessarily about uh, cutting taxes in the aggregate, although that's certainly one of the debates going on in Washington right now. But just the nature that top tax rates could actually come down a little bit in the process of tax reform means it really starts affecting the timing of what you're doing with tax strategies. You know, things like. Do I contribute to traditional IRAs or Roth IRAs or when should I do Roth conversions is really impacted when you start changing the tax brackets. And so we're seeing a lot of focus now on really wondering what exa- where exactly are these rates going to land because that really starts to shift. Well, do I actually want to back off doing uh, you know, contributing to Roth accounts or doing Roth conversions right now because the rates might actually be cheaper if I just wait and do that in a couple of years? So uh, let's uh, focus a little more on the general financial planning. Uh, What do you see as uh, some of the major flaws of uh, the financial planning efforts of advisors? Major flaws are for advisors overall. I mean, I I think the biggest challenge that we have as an industry is is we still tend to come at it from – 
kind of whatever whatever products we're familiar with, whatever background we're familiar with, the 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 weird challenge in the world of financial advice is that no one actually really regulates financial advice. Ad- right. Advisors are regulated by whatever it is that we implement. So if you work with insurance, you're subject to insurance regulators. And if you work with investment products, you're subject to investment regulators. And if you manage portfolios, you're subject to regulators that oversee that. And so it, it it's challenging on the one hand because no one actually oversees the advice, just the things that get implemented at the end of the advice, which is really not actually a very good way to oversee advice. But unfortunately, it, it means a lot of advisors tend to come to the table with, with some biases that they don't even always realize that if you came up through the insurance channels, most problems tend to look like an insurance solution. If you came up through the investment channels, most problems can be solved with a long-term portfolio. And, and, and we often bring those biases, I think, as advisors without even realizing them. And so you know, the savvy consumer that kind of figures out what fits for them, I think still ends out in the right place. You get someone that's experienced with investments. If you actually have an investment problem, you can get a good solution. But but we tend to miss the solutions that don't fit our backgrounds. And and I think that's an unfortunate challenge just across the advisory landscape. And so you deal with that in uh, Nerd's Eye View and uh, things like that? I We do. I mean, I deal with it on, on both channels. So I'm, a, I'm also a partner back to an advisory firm in the Baltimore, Washington area. And so we, we do this live in front of clients and, and, and have to deal with these challenges in, in you know, how we oversee our own advice and, and what we do as a firm that has a lot of advisors uh, to oversee. And I write about this a lot on, on the Nerds Eye View as well. The, the whole industry is really, to me, in a state of flux right now where as we transition from a route of being regulated by products to a world where we actually are getting regulated by advice and there's a, a major regulatory change going through right now from the Department of Labor called a fiduciary rule, which is oriented around, let's stop just regulating products and let's actually regulate advisors who give advice based on their advice, which is kind of sadly a novel concept actually for our industry. Uh, But uh, I write a lot about those themes and, and how I think ultimately it actually will change our industry for the better when we stop just focusing on the products and we start actually focusing on the advice and what it really takes to give good advice and be accountable to good advice. Okay. Well, thank you, Michael. Michael, uh, final words for our listeners here. Uh, Final words for our our listeners. Uh, Just be cognizant of of who you're talking to as an advisor. I, I think it's a sad state of our industry when you kind of have to interview your advisor to make sure that you're getting someone trustworthy. I, I hope we'll get past that point. Uh, but for now, you know, do, the, do your due diligence in talking to advisors. There are people who can help, but unfortunately, uh, it does mean you have to take a little bit of time to evaluate who you're talking to. Okay. And your uh, uh, your Kitsis report and Nerd's Eye View, are they written for advisors only, or are they also written for investors? They're not written for advisors only. Uh, we have a lot of advisors that read, uh, that read the Nerd's Eye View, but a lot of what we cover are tax and retirement planning strategies that a lot of consumers actually just come to the site and read for themselves. You uh you have to be a little bit more inclined to digging into the meat a little. We, we don't go light on our on our content, but uh, for those who really want kind of some depth and, and uh, subject matter to really dive into, uh, you, you may enjoy uh, taking a look at it. It's all at uh, kitsis.com. K-I-T-C-E-S. Okay, that was our next question. K-I-T-C-E-S.com. Yes, Charlie. Okay, both the Kitsis Report and the Nerd's Eye View. All there.
Okay, Michael, thank you very much for joining us. We've really appreciated it and enjoyed it and hope that uh, your presentation has gone well. Here. It's gone well. Thank you very, very much. Very good. So, again, we've been talking with Michael Kitsis of uh, Pinnacle Advisory Group out of Washington, D.C. with the newsletter Kitsis Report, Nerd's Eye View. And uh, we're here again at the IMCA Annual Conference in San Diego, 2017. And we'll be right back.